things got a little too square for Jack and Josh when they encountered Pixels, so now they're going toe-to-toe with the Ridiculous Six. This is Truly Happily Madison. Gold dang! Hit that theme, Josh! Howdy there. Oh, can we do the whole episode like this? The whole, uh, I think we oh, should. Well, well, well. I can't see this being problematic in any way whatsoever. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> already grated on me. <laughs> it's really bad, and I hate it I, um, in every single way. I once played an entire, so, entire game of Monopoly in that voice. Why would you do something like that? Well, I was picking up real estate. I was a rich Texan man, and I... Oh, well, <laughs> you know, every now and then I stop by my electricity company and uh, uh, get a little decade, little dollar there, little dollar here, and crossing down onto old Pentonville Street, making sure my hotel's looking good. I'm gonna make my way over to Paul Mall, <laughs> Lot Cop. Hi, Josh Pappenheim. Bonjour, bonjour. Hello. How is it going, Jack Gregson? You know what? It's alright. It's it's hot. Let's put it out. <laughs> it's fucking hot! It's fucking hot! I'm losing my let's fucking just, mind. Put all our cards on the table. It's hot. Oh, it's hot. It's hot, man. I'm in but my hot boy okay. pants, though. Um, you know, I've got, yeah, little, I've okay. got my boy shorts on. I've got, um, I'm wearing you a shirt. Boy shorts. The, um, the, yeah. um, the button has come off, so I can't button it all the way up, so it's just... It's, yeah, it's, likely excuse. It's summer shirt now. Summertime. Yeah, summertime. You love summertime. I do love summertime. I do love summertime. You Alexander Ludwig, but, just relaxing. I know, but you know what Alexander Ludwig has that I didn't, that I don't have currently? Um, access to a disused quarry. Because, well, that too. But also, like, you know, I... I love the sun. I love the sun a lot, but you know what? But didn't we learn that the quarries quite are well dangerous? Water. Quarries are dangerous, but I would happily dive in and hit my head on a rock and fall down and get dragged under by chains. If it meant that I was fucking cold! Or cool. There's a difference between being cold and cool, right? I want to be cool. Yeah. Fonzie's cool. Not cold. Um. <laughs> uh, and, uh. The Yeti is cold. Cool. <laughs> Josh, we're in a Hello. new era. It's a new age. Yes, it is. It is. You know why. Badum. Yes. <laughs> we're in a new That was age. me getting the idea and also introing the idea. It's a time in which Netflix half risen. Da, 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 da. So we have to. Do we have to be careful about how we talk? No. We have to talk about Netflix. We have to. <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah. Well, yeah. So we're in a different era, and uh, 
We're in a different era because each week your hosts Jack Gregson and Josh Pappenheim discuss the entire filmography of Happy Madison Productions from 1999 to current day. And what a day! Do you have- oh yeah, we're talking about The Ridiculous Six. Josh Pappenheim, do you have a IMDB-based plot synopsis for this motion picture? I do. A white man, Tommy, raised by Indians, is approached by his long-lost father, who tells him he needs $50,000 or he'll die at the hands of his former gang. Tommy goes on an incredible and ridiculous journey, picking up his other five new brothers on the way in a race to save their dad. <laughs> Sorry, my intonation is getting so much worse. As these go on. on There's never no any fucking punctuation! On a race to save <laughs> their dad. <laughs> a white man, Tommy, raised by Indians, is approached. Yep, so that's the story. That's the ridiculous six. We've got to jump into some stats, don't we? Yeah, fucking stats, 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 stats. Stats, 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 stats. Directed by Frank Karachi. Oh! It's, uh, he's back. Guess he's back. It's the Karach. Not since the days of uh, Blended. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> okay, good. I'm back. Yeah, I'm glad we're back in familiar territory. Yeah, you know, Chris Columbus came and went. He's in prison at the moment, right? Is he? I mean, at this at this time, the, the Ridiculous Six was out. He's in prison for having made pixels. Like movie jail? Yes, yes, like movie actual? jail. Okay. No, no, no. Movie jail. Not, not real incarceration. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, maybe. Yeah, I don't think I think we decided he hadn't directed a film since... We decided. <laughs> we decided. We looked at the facts and we went, yes, probably true. Uh, this this one stars Adam Sandler. Hey! Rob Schneider. <clears throat> Taylor Lautner. Woo! Jorge Garcia. Woo! Luke Wilson. <laughs> and Terry Crews. Woo! Try to do that in order of which they are recruited into the. Oh, that's game. nice. I like that a lot. But it's hard because because uh, Luke Wilson and Terry Crews kind of happen at the same time. Yeah, but well, they put up their hands. Luke Wilson puts his hand up first. I guess so. Yes, that's true. So this was released on the eleventh of December, twenty fifteen. A Christmas movie. <laughs> do you remember? We were working for a company together. Yes. And um, we were asked to come up with ideas on how to promote this. I do remember that, yeah. Do I think that's why that I, I got confused. A Christmas carol about this. this <laughs> I don't remember that at all. <laughs> so that it was supposed to be good. sung in the tone of Adam Sandler. And it <laughs> got relatively close to being made. No! What and it was. It was. Um, Ridiculous Six, it's on Netflix. <laughs> Starring Schneider, Lordner, and me. And Vanilla Ice, as you never did see. Watch it on your TV. Watch it on your TV. Truly fucking deranged. <laughs> when you say it's got close to being made, how close? What happened? Like, I kept being told that it was going to go ahead, and then it was like, it's not happening. What? <laughs> like, it went to Sandler. 
Apparently. Fuck. That's huge. That's the closest that we've got to him, right? He probably saw it and he was like, no, I'm not doing Absolutely this. Absolutely not. I'm not doing this. Look how little effort I put into this movie. Do you think uh, I'm going to actually promote it? Um, mm, mm. This, um, this was made on a budget of $60 million. Quite conservative. Yeah. Um, so, because this is a Netflix original, we have no box office. No. Um, though of course it is watched by 80 million people. Yes. And it's, uh, it's opening week. Yep, yep, yep. Um, uh, I do believe there was an announcement that it was, that when it first launched, they were like, this is the most watched thing on Netflix. I remember that as well. That, yeah, it, it had huge viewings. They were, yeah. At the time. Though of course that can just be someone watching it for five minutes and turning it off. Yeah. <laughs> Which, um, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I didn't do. I uh, I did originally. Did when you? I watched it. Well, I tried to watch this in December of 2015, and I watched it for about an hour, and I was like, oh. I can't do it anymore. Oh, that's sad. No, <laughs> me and my whole family watched it for Christmas. Oh, nice. I know. Well, it's a tradition, isn't it? Or it, well, no, I don't think it's a tradition other people do, but it's a tradition that we honor in my family, which is every Christmas we watch whatever Netflix Adam Sandler film there is. Starting in 2015. Of course. Of course! Well, um... As there is no box office for this film, but I will tell you what was in the box office at this time. Oh, nice. What you could have gone seen instead of staying home and watching The Ridiculous Six. Why would you, though? But let's hear him. Um, well, if you hadn't seen it already, because this is its fourth week of release... Uh, you could still go see The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 2 in oh, cool. at number one at the box office. Still in its fourth straight. week. Jesus. People really couldn't let go of Philip Seymour Hoffman, could they? So this box office is very strange. There's only one new entry in the box office, which is in number two, and it's In the Heart of the Sea. Um, um, is that the Harold... Harrison Ford. No, it's Chris Hemsworth. Yes. And it's like the real story of Moby Dick. Oh my god, okay. Um, following that in its third week on release, it's The Good Dinosaur. Yeah. Which is one of Pixar's weaker efforts. Yep. Uh, Creed is in in its fourth week. Fuck yes. Creed was very good. Love Creed. Uh, and Krampus was uh, in uh, the fifth spot in its second week. Hmm. Um, I think the reason the box office is so quiet right now is because the week after this... Um, <gasps> oh, of course. The Force Awakened. The Force Awakened. And people were like, we don't want to open anywhere near it. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck are you putting up against that? Like, I remember... <laughs> do you remember the first time you saw the Force Awakens trailer? Yeah. It was incredible. It was incredible. Like, I mean, there's not been as much excitement for a movie since The Force Awakens. No. Sorry, Avengers. Like, sorry, like, Speed Racer Two. Um, the Force Awakens. That first trailer. It was it just blew that, my mind. It, yeah, I mean, like, I'm not gonna lie, might have cried <laughs> because at the time I was like, oh, I don't really give a shit about Star Wars anymore. Um, having loved, loved, loved it as a kid, as yeah. most kids do. 
And then it was like, you saw that and it was just like, oh my god, it's like, it's back. Like something that actually looks like a proper Star Wars film. I know I people like, oh have issues with it, but I actually do love The Force Awakens. Yeah. I think it's really fun. I think it's like one of the funnest times I've had at the cinema. I think it was really fun the first time I saw it, because again, it was like, oh, this is really, like, it's like a return to form. And then you look at it again, and you go, they've just remade A New Hope. But I don't think that's a problem. <sighs> I, don't. I don't. I don't think it's a problem at all, because I... mm. it still works. Like, I don't care that it's retreading things I've seen before. It's still a lot of fun. It's a lot more fun than things that are you know, like, I I mean, every Marvel movie is a cut and copy, paste and repeat, like, uh, plot of the last one with a giant thing they've got to fight in the sky. Yeah. I mean, no, Kid, that's like, true. But there's nowhere near as much fun and uh, sort of visual stylization and just, and just pure, like, cin- like, it's, it's the, it's to me, The Force Awakens is probably, like, the blockbuster of the 2010s. Like, it's, um... Mm. It, it, I think it's the best one. Mm. I feel like there's something else, but I can't work out... I can't access what it possibly is. It's nothing, though. It's an imagination. It's an imagination. <laughs> there's something else. There's some other blockbuster film. Mm. Last Jedi? Mm. Last Jedi is very good. Which one's that one? The second one? The second one, yeah. I really enjoyed it, and then it let me down. How so? Because there's a really great moment towards the end where... Lots of really great moments throughout the whole... No, no, no. Yeah, right. No, there's really great, like, really nice stylized moments and really great plotting. But then there's one moment towards the end, which is when I was like, fuck this trilogy, which is... um, They go in and they kill... Emperor Snoke or whatever yeah. he is. Yeah. Great. They, yeah, no, great. They do that. that. Scene with all the red people they fight. Yeah, that's fun. But it's you know incredible. what? Yeah, but they have a moment where so yeah, it's Rey and Kylo Ren or whatever, and Kylo Ren basically says something along the lines of we don't need to do this. We can just fuck off. And we can do whatever we want. We can we can stop all this war and just like carve a new destiny for ourselves. And I was like, yes, I would love to see that. No, and Josh, I would that love to see Josh, all that, that doesn't stuff. work. You you can't just run away from your responsibilities. You a hundred percent can. You absolutely make, that's can. That's not compelling storytelling. I think it is. No. I think it would have been good. But then yeah. But then they're just like, no. Let's go no, and do no. this, and then the next film is a fucking mess. Yeah, the f- next film is is terrible. Is it's uh, it's awful. Dog doo doo. Don't yeah. watch it. Like um, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit about the conventions of screenwriting. I give a shit about what makes an interesting film. And if they had done that, it would have been interesting. And the next film would have been forced to be interesting. But instead, it set it down the path of like every single blockbuster, and it was fine. And it turned into. I don't think. Um, I don't think there was any way that after just saying like we're getting J.J. Abrams back and just cobbling stuff together I don't think there's any way of making that third film interesting especially after the way that the fans reacted to the second one Yeah, yeah no, that stupidly was... 
That was abhorrent. Um, um, but yeah, I fuck, fuck Star there. Wars fans. Fuck Star Wars fans, apart from me, who really likes The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. I still think Rogue One's the best one. I like Rogue One. Rogue I don't think One's it's the, best the best one. one. I'm looking so forward good. to Rogue Squadron. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Star Wars. A- agreed. Yeah, Star Wars. How about six. The Ridiculous Six? <laughs> the Another ridiculous... film based on a Western. <laughs> Indeed. The Ridiculous Six has a Rotten Tomato score of 0%. Hello! <laughs> what do you think, Jack? Do you think that is deserved? Well, for one thing, I'll say this. Mm. This has got a hell of a lot less reviews than um, most of the movies we've covered. Do you think that's because people at the time were quite, quite reticent to be reviewing films on an online streaming platform. Yes. Oh right. Okay. <laughs> yes. I do. I do. I think, and I also think. So, I don't think this is a good movie, but I don't think it's the worst movie we've covered. Um, no, I would agree, but I do think it's the second worst movie we've covered. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I think this is a bad movie. There are moments in it where I'm like, okay, that's a gag. Most of the stuff <laughs> I don't like, most of the stuff that I like is not involving the main cast. Oh, more, is it? Uh, it's John Lovitz. I do like John Lovitz. Of course you do. It's John Lovitz. <laughs> it's Vanilla Ice. It's Mark Twain. Vanilla Ice I do not like. <laughs> What? I thought that was right up your alley. It's no, Nick Nolte uh, reviving his character from Warrior. I'm your father, Adam Sandler. I'm your father, Tommy. Tommy, it's me. Let me listen to Moby Dick on my Walkman. It's basically Kermit, yeah, isn't he? You're my son, Hulk. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, he is, so he think... is essentially playing the Hulk's dad again. <laughs> I, d- I haven't seen whatever Hulk film you're talking about. Oh, the Ang Lee Hulk. Oh, is it 2003? Ang- I haven't seen the Ang Lee Hulk. Oh, it's good. I haven't seen the Ang Lee one. I haven't seen the Edward Norton one. The Edward Norton one is awful. I've heard. <laughs> the, Ang- the Ang Lee one is, is thought to be awful, but is actually brilliant. Okay. So, there you go. Um. Yeah, I uh, for me this movie not my close to my MVP, but not quite um, is John Turturro and yes, yes, <laughs> his yes, weird yes. little scene. His weird scene. <laughs> but weird like, fucking scene. Yeah, there are there are sketches in this movie that I enjoy, but I yeah. don't think it comes together as a whole movie. No. Um, but let's talk about. It. Let's get. Well, let's let's start. Um, with the production of this movie. Oh, yes. So, Ridiculous 6 had been a script that was floating around for a while. Mm. Um, it had inside been inside Happy Madison. Inside Happy Madison and in production with, at first, Columbia Pictures, uh, then, uh, then Paramount, Ooh. and then Warner Brothers, Ooh. and uh, each time uh, dropped, dropped it. I wonder why. Have they had Happy Madison done a Paramount picture before? Have yes. Made that up. Which one? We've was had that? a few Paramounts. Um, uh, the first one that's jumping to mind is The Longest Yard. Yes. Which yes, is like yes. an MTV production as well. 
Oh yeah, it was um, it was Warner Brothers that were like they're the one off so far, right? Warner Brothers was blended. blended, yeah, which was weird. <laughs> yeah. So this was initially just a four picture deal with Netflix, right? Um, and as soon as they signed that, um, uh, Warner Brothers dropped uh, the Ridiculous Six. Oh, I see. So it was kind of like in the works at Warner's, and then they got wind of this Netflix thing. I'm like, well, fuck this. There was reports saying that uh, the deal had nothing to do with their decision. Fuck off. <laughs> like, the timing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I love, like, I love like, politics. Like, let's face it, Hollywood's not crazy about Netflix. They're not happy about it, are they? <laughs> They're really not happy. Not, not Well, I think they're getting more and more, because, like... Like Paramount seem to be selling most of their movies to Netflix now instead of going to cinemas. I was going to say it. Well, it's obviously a very different time. Yes. After the unprecedented year that we've had, which is just like shut out all of cinema for a year. So yeah, there have been loads of Netflix originals over the last year that were originally cinematic releases, right? Jumping to mind for Paramount's like SpongeBob. The oh, SpongeBob yep, movie yep, yep. was supposed to be a theatrical release and went straight to Netflix. There was another well Paramount also did like the Cloverfield one. Do you remember when they dropped that oh, awful Cloverfield, Cloverfield movie? Yeah. And um haven't seen it. That uh Natalie Portman uh, Annihilation. Oh, they, I uh, love after Annihilation. that yeah, after that bombed in the US they'd sent it straight to Netflix everywhere mm. else. So Uncut Paramount Gems here. Uh, Uncut Gems that's here. Not Paramount, that's a, obviously, no, but... that's a smaller studio. Yeah. Should say that that's uh, the second Sandler Criterion collection. I know. I thought he's got three, hasn't he? He's no. The no? one that someone sent us of funny people wasn't real. No. <laughs> I thought. Nor, was, nor was the one that we shared of Little Nicky. I didn't see that one. <laughs> the funny people one is not real. Oh, oh uh, I thought it was. I got so excited uh, for you. <laughs> I would love it. Yeah, I know oh. you would, buddy. Um, but yes, uh, Uncut Gems and Punch Drunk Love are his two criteria. So <laughs> as stuff. we tweeted when that news came out, Grown Ups 2 is probably in the works. Absolutely. <laughs> you can only hope. <laughs> can you imagine? Time. Uh, we should make that cover. <laughs> yes! My, just... joke, my joke for the Little Nicky one was that um, our episode had been transcribed and was going to be the booklet inside. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's good. So this is the first of the Netflix deal. Yeah. The first of what was supposed to be four, and then turned out to be a lot more. Yes, yes, yes. Um, this is only the second Netflix original movie. What's the first? Beasts of No Nation. Yes, of course, of course, of course. Yeah, we mentioned. We um, mentioned this last week, right? Yeah, we went. No, I think we mentioned it on Joe Dirt too. Oh, uh, okay. Because that is the first Sandler stream, the first Happy Madison streaming movie. Yeah. <laughs> wow, it's a it's a whole time of firsts at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. This period of podcasting. I wanna I wanna go through the early years, well, the early days of Netflix's um, uh, original original films. Nice. Just because you look at these and you kind of get like why suddenly they weren't being looked on so highly at the time mm. it's definitely different now yeah 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 I got a big boner for Marriage Story yeah <laughs> um, so Beasts of No Nation is the first mm. 
Ridiculous Six is the second. Mm. Then you've got Pee Wee's Big Holiday. Oh yeah. <laughs> When there was a Pee Wee Herman movie made I, for Netflix, I do remember produced that, yeah. by Judd Apatow, was it? Yeah, fuck, it was all right. I haven't seen it. Um, Special Correspondence was number four. What's who's in that again? Special that Correspondence was directed by Ricky Gervais. Yeah, Ricky yes, yes, Gervais yes, yes. and Eric Banner. Yes, 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 yes. Not Dave um, Franco at all. I don't know if anyone's seen that movie. <laughs> um, then uh, you've got The Do-Over, another Happy Madison movie. Obviously seen that, yeah. And then you've got... you. Then you enter in, so they started picking up movies from Sundance. So you had movies like The Fundamentals of Caring yep. and Tallulah. Um, oh yeah, Tallulah. Yeah. Mm. So I'm just... It's just from that early stance, you can kind of see why people started getting a bit dismissive mm. of um, of them, and I'm just like looking through and like yeah, it's it's a weird lineup to begin with. Nothing really hits big for a long time. Yeah, I suppose this is pre your like to all the boys I've loved before or Bird Box or like you said, Annihilation. I feel like the first one they really put their money behind was uh, Bright. Bright was a big, big one. Yeah. yeah that was a big boy. They, uh, they promoted that quite a bit. And, like, um, in 2017, you had the Myrowitz stories, which I really like, and mm. the Babysitter, which I really like. Mm. But, yeah, that, there's nothing that really connects. Until... This is before they're, like, winning awards, right? Yeah, I think there was probably hopes on the Myrowitz stories. Yeah. Um, and I do think that's probably Sandler's. Uh, best performance for me. Um, Whatever. Yeah, I think he's really great in it. it. You're you're fucking nailing your colors to master. Like Adam Sandler in Myerowitz stories is the best. I mean, it's that. I I I mean, I think he's fantastic in Uncut Gems. Yeah. I think he's great in Punch Drunk Love, and obviously I love him in Funny People. Mm. But Myerowitz stories is like the time where I think he's tuned in and doing what he does best and he's got a real heart and it's something that we don't see from him ever really um, yeah true it's out. true like you we see a completely new side of him in uncut gems as well I don't know if we do you know I think we do I, I think, think it's the first time he plays a loser who's kind of like acknowledges that he's a loser. I don't know if he do- like. Well, I mean, he's got the like, oh, I'm so fucked up or whatever. But like, I I read a really good review of it at some point. I can't remember when. That was just like, it's perfect casting because he's playing the exact Adam Sandler man child, but just like dialed up. Yeah. Just like with what, just like his eyes are alive and he's just like fucking frenetic with it. But it's the same, it is his wheelhouse. It's just like so exacerbated, like not exacerbated, like enhanced. Have you seen the Myrowitz stories? I haven't, no. (laughs) I haven't. I've heard it's great. I've heard it's great. I think also just seeing him like as a single dad struggling. Mm. We don't, he doesn't struggle a lot. And when he does, he's actually really great at it. Yeah, um, that's true. I mean, we're going to talk more on The Ridiculous Six, 
I, I've said it before, and I, you know, it keeps coming. This is one of the worst performances he's ever given. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping, like, he seems, like, with this and Blended and Pixels, he seems so tuned out of these movies. Um, yeah. And I think maybe stuff like Myrowitz and Uncut Gems really gave him a new sort of lease for life, but he's... He also just... I think he looks terrible in some of these movies. I think he looks awful in this. I think he's just past caring, isn't he? His face looks like it's just sagged so much. I think that's just... He's just Age. not... No, I don't think... <laughs> I don't think it's even that, because I don't think... He doesn't have the same look in Uncut Gems, for example. Or even in Hubie yeah, he Halloween. Kind of, kind, even in he Hubie Halloween. He kind of does. He definitely looks older. No, no, like, he looks older, but I think what what in I think he's like, lost a lot of the charm that he had, like at least a little that he sort of was able to play off of, and I think it's actually helped him as an actor. Mm. Um, I think it's helped him because I think he's better at playing kind of a schmuck, kind of a sleazy guy, kind of. Um, like it's it's he's now able to lean into it more because it matches what he looks like. Yeah, no, that's true. But I would say that like that only works if he is going for that kind of performance. Otherwise, I'd say the only like the reason he looks terrible in this film is because he's just there's nothing behind his eyes. There's nothing in that face that's animating it. So it just it is just like a skull. Like, it is a mask hanging off a skull. Whereas, yeah, when he's animated, like in Uncut Gems, or as I imagine... Or Hotel Transylvania. Or Hotel Transylvania. He's it, animated. His beautiful wireframe. Yeah, it's good stuff. Hey! <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's some comedy there for you listeners. Blah, de de blah. That's good that's stuff. That's his character. That is. Um, then maybe that, you know, that look doesn't feel as stark because it you can tell there's a person beneath it whereas in this he might as well be a wax person you know that's true like he doesn't look awful in grown ups too no but he's got love behind those eyes he's doing yeah. shit with it blended pixels and ridiculous six it's it is like a trilogy of <laughs> the most dead disconnected dead eyed actor yeah um and he, i believe he writes all of those movies yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, Just don't think he so cares. So let's 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 get into a bit more on. So, so yeah, as you set up in the synopsis, we we start off with Adam Sandler as Tommy, also known, and but we should only ever say this once as White Knife. Yeah. And he is being raised by Native Americans. Yeah. Do we want to talk about the controversy? Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, we well, like we have to because that's one of the first things I remember about this film is, I think it was even in that meeting you were talking about when we were brainstorming. I do remember this. Yeah, I, I remember it coming up and people being like, loads of Native Americans who were working on the film have walked off set because of the way that they were being treated. So, there are conflicting reports. Yeah, it was originally reported that. A dozen native actors and actresses, as well as the native cultural advisor, left the set. Mm. It was then later reported that there were only four. 
out of over a hundred who left. Mm. And there is an actor in the film, uh, I believe his name is Ricky Lee, mm. um, who said that the previous res- he was a, he's a, one of the Native American actors, and he said that the previous news reports were exaggerated. And de- indeed, there were only four actors who left, but there were 150 extras, including grandmas, grandpas, and children who kept working. Apparently, before the film's wrap party, he and several other actors were approached by Sarna to speak about the controversy. Lee considered those who left raised legitimate issues, but it was the wrong battlefield, which I don't know if I entirely agree with that, <laughs> but... What, that it was the wrong battlefield? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but obviously, you know, he's in this movie, he's getting paid. Not to say that, like, he's only doing it because he's getting paid, but, you know, there's all different ways we'll to look at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then Netflix also responded to it. The movie has ridiculous in the title for a reason. Because it is ridiculous. It is a broad satire of Western movies and the stereotypes they popularized, featuring a diverse cast that is not only part of but in on the joke. Well, I suppose... I get it. I suppose from their point of view, if they've got that guy defending the film, Ricky Lee, then you can say that they're in on the joke. But also... Yeah. It's a very difficult... I mean, it sucks that um, of the sort of five Native American characters that get FaceTime in this movie... Um, two of them, two of are them are white. White women, uh, Sandler regulars. Oh yeah, I get that. Yeah, sorry, I forgot about the other one. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> I was including Sandler. I'd be both Sandlers. Oh no, 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 no. Um, uh, yeah, Jackie Sandler and Dana Goodman. Yeah. Uh, um, Idaho. Idaho. <laughs> it's so fun. It's Why can't we go back to that? that? That she was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> and now this. Where's the crapper? I need to drop off some timber. <laughs> I miss it. I miss it oh, so it was much. So good. Um, Carrie May. Uh, Carrie yeah. May. It's a shame that she's just sort of like gone on to just playing awful roles in these movies. I mean, that's um, what happens, isn't it? Like, I mean, look at. But like, know, none of the other girls in that movie did. No, but I mean... It's not like Emma Stone is, like, popping up and she's off doing her own racist movie that gets released (laughs) to Netflix. (laughs) What, Aloha? Yeah. Was that a Netflix film? Uh, Outside of the US, it basically was. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, Yeah, but I mean, if you look at, like... I mean, I don't want to invoke his name, but Alan Covert and Peter Dante... Yeah. ...were, at the time when I was a child... I the think, funniest people on the planet. <laughs> no, I think they were some of like I think they were among my favorite characters in Big Daddy. <laughs> I was going to say in cinema. In cinema. <laughs> in Big Daddy. But I think that's because as a child I thought Peter Dante was really hot. Um so this has been you a lifelong thing. And now look <laughs> at them. They're just reduced to well, Alan Covert has become what he always was. Whereas Peter Dante is off nowhere now. But you know what, Peter Dante—he's not in this one, nor is Covert, I believe. Huh? I don't think Covert's in this film either. No. Which I'm not. I'm gonna go out there and say that's a good thing for my boy Peter Dante. 
I think he would have been fun in this. As uh, I as I say, I think the supporting players in this are the ones who are the most fun. You're I, talking about the the characters who aren't in the Ridiculous Six. I'm talking about the characters who aren't in the Ridiculous Six. I'm talking about um and the characters who aren't uh um uh Adam Sandler's wife yeah. <laughs> um dressed up as a Native American. Yes, yes I'm yes, talking yes. about yeah, like uh like your John Lovitz. I think Steve Buscemi is fun in this. Yeah, that's um, a good scene. That's, that's a good scene. scene. His second scene is great as well. Um, <laughs> Harvey Keitel is fun. He's doing fun stuff. Um, I even think that the Left Eye, uh, left eye Gang are alright. Yeah. Um, I don't really like uh, Blake Shelton as Wyatt Earp. No, um, it took me ages to try and work out who he was. It took oh, me had, ages I had no to play Vanilla to look Rice. Him up. Uh, Vanilla Ice I knew. Um, Did you? Yeah, I, well, I remembered the announcement that he was doing. Oh. Uh, um, I was like, uh, who is that? It must be It must be a regular. It must be a regular. Kind of. <laughs> well, one other film, but you know. I, I recognised my boy, Norm. Oh, I didn't um, spot Norm. Norm McDonald. Um, is, is, is the weird thing in this one is he is in... Um, He's the guy in the whorehouse who um, Harvey Keitel walks in on. And oh. the thing in this is that he is doing one of the very few impressions that Norm MacDonald does, which he's doing it of Western actor Slim Pickens. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I think it's just that and Burt Reynolds he does impressions of. Right, I see. And he hardly does a Burt Reynolds impression. I if you've ever seen, one, um, yeah. if you've ever seen Celebrity Jeopardy on SNL with um, Norm as Burt Reynolds, it's very funny. Um, uh, yeah, I think the smaller roles in this stop. I mean, it. The first hour of this movie mm. is kind of like intolerable. Yeah. When they're when they're getting the gang together. the gang together, yeah, and you are spending a lot of time with Adam Sandler, who's doing a really shit Clint Eastwood impression. What? Yeah. What the the cadence? Yeah. Yeah. It's Adam true. Sandler is the straight man in this movie. Also, it's extremely strange that he's doing an accent at the beginning and then loses it. Yeah. I mean, I wish I mean, he'd not done the accent the whole way, like yeah. at any point. Yeah, but I'm glad it's up. lost. But also, why have it in the first place? Um, no, yeah, he shouldn't have done it at all. It's awful no. that he did it. But he—he he is the straight man in this movie. He yeah, has no jokes. Yeah, I, I think I noted down like one actual joke he has. What was that? It's when um when uh, Luke Wilson sees him as. Abraham Lincoln, and he's doing a weird voice. Yeah, <laughs> that's like, yeah. That's about it. That's about the only time he's trying to be funny in this movie. That's true. And it's real. And and you know what? Sandler's not a good straight man. No. And he's Absolutely not. He's miserable in this. Like very serious. He's very serious. I, I, I just hate it. 
I hate him in this movie. <laughs> I, I honestly do. I, mean, I think he he's completely wrong for this role that he's written for himself. Yeah. And like, at least everyone else in like I don't really like the cast. Well, I, I don't dislike the cast in general of the Ridiculous Six, apart from Rob Schneider. Mm. Um, but uh, they're all seemingly going for something. They've all got character traits. I mean, whether kind they're good of, or bad. Like, like so, so, so let's go through. Let's go through the six. Yeah. So we got Adam Sandler, who is man good with knives, raised by Native Americans. Mm. <laughs> um, sometimes has accents, sometimes does not. Most times mm. does not. I would have liked it if he started doing a Nick Nolte voice throughout the whole. That thing. would be really good. What he finds out Nick Nolte's his dad, and then he just, he just adopts that. sort of adopts to whoever's his dad. What's <laughs> It's um, so good. Like as Nick Nolte's got older, he's just sounded more and more like you know in animated films where they make dogs talk. <laughs> yes, I do. It's just got this. <laughs> I mean, he, I mean, he kind of has like the Tom Waits about him as well. Yeah, but I like. Yeah, no, but mm, he's got a bit of Tom Waits, but Tom Waits has more control over his voice. I feel. I mean, arguably, I think you could say that um, Tom Waits in. Ballad of Buster Scruggs is playing like a young version of Nick Nolte <laughs> in this Nolte. movie. Shit. <laughs> he Fuck, could be another Sockburn, Stockburn child. Oh my god, imagine. Um, so, Rob Schneider, yeah. back in full uh, uh, racist uh, parody mode for yep, Rob hideous, Schneider. Hideous, um, hideous, hideous. Playing a Mexican character whose main joke is that he likes to use the word burro. He likes that. He also there's also a funny moment where Adam Sandler tells him that he doesn't think he's Swedish. Is it Swedish that he's Yes, been... he says that his mum is Swedish and then uh Sandler says I'm pretty sure she's Mexican. He's like the lying bitch or something. <sighs> I mean that's fine. No, I mean it's hideous. <laughs> hideous. I mean hideous, it's hideous, hideous that he's Mexican, but the joke that he thinks he's Swedish is is a thing at least. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's words. It's words. It's words. Those um, are always fun. Taylor Lautner, perhaps nope. the most annoying performance in this movie. Yeah, is um, is Lil playing Pete. the the is playing Lil Pete, the Forrest Gump of the West. Yeah. Oh. He's also somehow the narrator of the movie at points. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I don't know why but I like that so I'm looking at the longer IMDB plot synopsis yeah. and it just says yeah, happy-go-lucky Lil Pete who has a strong neck that makes him immune to hanging <laughs> That's like his... I will say that the strong neck thing is kind of funny that's his power he has a strong good. neck um, uh, yeah, he's, he's very nice, it's a shame considering how great he was in Grown Ups 2 yeah um, and he's now scheduled onto this next film that I'm not sure if it is a Happy Madison movie or not, starring Kevin James about a football team. Oh yeah, we still don't know, do we? And it's got Jackie Sandler in it, so you'd think it, it must would be. be. Yeah. Um, then we've got um, Jorge Garcia. Yeah. Um, I kind of just feel bad for Jorge Garcia in this movie. 
Yeah, he's not given anything really to do. So he is like... He's a mountain man. He's a mountain man he, raised in the woods. He can't speak. Yeah. Um, and he's just sort of a bit mad. Mm. Except he's, he's not... I guess he's not mad. But, I um, don't think he's mad. He's misunderstood. He's drunk. Is he drunk? I guess, like, his mum brewed moonshine. Yeah, I got the impression that he's drinking moonshine all the way through. I just assumed he was just off. It's just an off. But yeah, I do know. think the scene in which he is creepily stalking John Lovitz while badly singing the uh, national anthem, the Stars mm. and Stripes, is actually quite creepy. In, in, yeah. in a weirdly effective way. It's nice that he gets to do because you know there are well I caught two references to Once Upon a Time in the West. Oh, I thought you were gonna say to Lost. To Lost, no. To <laughs> Once Upon a Time in the West. There's one. There's an opening shot where Sandler is coming up to the the um, an establishing shot rather where Sandler is coming up to the shop that Steve Zahn runs. Steve Zahn playing um. Uh... Um, Jonathan racist, racist Jonathan Lofren. Even though Jonathan uh, Lofren is in the movie. Yeah, I know that was very strange. Um, yeah, We're saying this just because Steve Zahn does the weird eye. He thing does the that eye. Jonathan Lofren does in all his movies. But I feel like Jonathan Lofren's eye is pointing inwards, whereas in this, Steve Zahn's eye points outwards. Yeah, you're right. So that's a diff. That's a fun difference, listeners. Um. But yeah, that was the reference I got. Is that it does the it does the crane shot, the famous crane shot from when What's the Face is walking into the town in Once Upon a Time in the West. It does the lift up reveal, um, and the other one I'd say is the yeah the Herm killing the guy while there being the song, which is similar to the harmonica mm. thing. You know? Yeah, no, I get that. I, I actually I haven't seen Once Upon a Time in the West, so I can't. It's great. Comment. It's extremely uh, I, long. I assumed that he is sort of. I haven't seen the Magnificent Seven. Yeah. Um, I mean, I. I saw the trailer for the remake, and his character looks similar to the character that um, Vincent D'Onofrio plays in that. Oh shit! Who is apparently loosely based on the character that Charles Bronson plays in the original. Right. But looking at pictures, it doesn't look quite the same. So. <laughs> But which um, character, who was he played by in The Seven Samurai? <laughs> that I can't tell you. But yeah, like, I mean, Jorge does the best he can with this nothing of a role. Yeah. He, do, he, does, he does some stuff. It took a while for me to work out who it was. Yeah, lost. Yeah. Man. Lost. Harley. Harley, Harley, um, Harley. Star of that Weezer cover. Uh, and then you've got uh, Luke Wilson as Danny Stockburn. Yeah. Um, awful having characters called Tommy and Danny. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, when they who, can come up with names like Herm and Lil, Lil Pete. Lil Pete and Lil Chico. Pete and Chico. Fuck this. Danny Sullivan is like the least descript of of the ridiculous six. Yeah, he's just um, a guy. Which I guess is kind of appropriate for Luke Wilson. 
Yeah. It's weird that Luke Wilson is in this film. Yeah, it's like I don't associate him with like this sort of lineup at all. No, absolutely not. But um, I but, thought it was quite nice seeing him. You don't see him. That yeah, but much. It's, it's not as nice when you see. Uh, it's not as nice as the feeling is when you see Owen Wilson in Loki. I was gonna say it would like <laughs> if you swap out Luke Wilson for Owen Wilson in this role. Yeah, but you know why you can't do that. Why? Shanghai Noon. Shit. <laughs> Fuck, that's true. Do you think that's what it is? Is it a oh, reference? Oh, man. Can we do truly happily Shanghai Noon and Shanghai Nights? What is a two-part? Just a two-part series. I would watch those movies in a heartbeat. You know what? I've never seen them. Oh, my God. <laughs> what if you pair Jackie Chan and Owen Wilson? Perfect. Does it go as well as if you pair Jackie Chan with Chris Tucker? It goes. It goes not quite as well as that, <laughs> but, but slightly better than what if you paired Jackie Chan with Lee Evans? What's that one? The Medallion. Oh, what about if you pair Jackie Chan with Steve Coogan from director Frank Caracci? Is it? Yeah. Shit. Okay. <laughs> Which also features. Owen Wilson and Luke Wilson <gasps> as the Wright brothers. It's all coming together. <laughs> it's a whole. So that's it. Frank Karach probably made good friends with Luke Wilson oh, on the set of Around the been. World in 80 Days. Mm. Um, <laughs> what if you paired Jackie Chan with Jennifer Love Hewitt? The Tuxedo? Yeah, yeah. The Tuxedo. I went to see the Tuxedo in cinemas. Of course you did. <laughs> oh, I had a friend thing... who was so excited about the Tuxedo. I can I can imagine. I had a friend who was excited about the Tuxedo. I think it's just people who like Jackie Chan. They get excited oh, we can say, we can say it's just people who like Tuxedos. It's just people who like Tuxes. <laughs> they like looking fresh. Um, yeah, so Luke Wilson, he's, he was the former bodyguard of Abraham Lincoln, and he blames himself for Lincoln getting shot. As he should. Um, based on the depiction of what happens yes um, featuring Chris Kattan in a not really comedic version of John Wilkes Booth no also I could not tell who that was I thought <laughs> it was Jimmy Fallon <laughs> you know what Chris Kattan and Jimmy Fallon probably do get mistaken for each other they look very similar um, the best performance of John Wilkes John Wilkes Booth is um uh, is James Marsden in Zoolander. I don't remember that at all. <laughs> it's like literally, they like zoom in on a photograph and it's James Marsden like raising his eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> I have to rewatch that now. It's one of those things where they're like um, models and actors have always been our assassins and they use John Wilkes Booth as one of the reasons. Oh, uh, right, I see. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, <laughs> Zoolander's fun. Um, and then you finally have Terry Crews as Chico Stockburn. Uh, as described on Wikipedia, a biracial saloon pianist. Penisist? Penisist. Because that's, that's the joke, ladies and gentlemen. He can play the piano with his cock. The other joke, of course, is that he um, he doesn't think people know he's black. Uh... I don't know. I kind of think that's a little bit funny. Is it? Yeah. I don't think it is. And I think it's the same joke as... Um, 
Sh Rob Schneider not thinking that he's Mexican. But again, I was like, I thought that was. Okay. I just don't think they're good. It's just not I good. Just, like, like it's it's a very obvious joke to make, but I'm like, okay, it's a joke. <laughs> Are you just rewarding jokes at this point? You're just like, oh, they're they're making a Do joke. Know, a lot good, of this well isn't done. like an actual joke. It's like, what if the donkey just shat everywhere? Now that's good comedy. <laughs> That is you know good what comedy. I mean? Like it's yeah, just no, like, it's, it's like, like it's better for me at least when there is an action. Um, actually, I forgot one more funny thing that Adam Sandler does that did again make me sort of chuckle is when he just turns into a tumbleweed. Mm. I did like the visual effect of the tumbleweed stopping being tumbleweed and just turning oh, what, into turning back he, when he yeah. anamorphs back into <laughs> yeah. a person. I thought uh, that was funny, and then I also thought it was funny when Jorge Garcia just tries to do it, but it's just rolling around. Did you laugh in this film? I did. Mm. Did you? No. <laughs> At no single point did I laugh. Do I have my lists of laughs? Go on. What have I got? Um, oh, Taylor Lautner asking um, uh, Schneider if he was a wizard uh, because he knew who his father was. Right, yeah. I always laugh if someone asks if they're a wizard. If they're a wizard. Um, I find the word wizard very funny. Yeah. Well, then let me tell you, I've got eight films that you can watch that will make you piss yourself at least a thousand <laughs> times per entry. <laughs> Believe it or not, I think I've seen these movies. Do you? Yeah. Are they your favourite comedies? They're, they're hilarious. Yeah. They're my I call things. them ha 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 cruxes. I thought you can say ha 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 Harry Potter. No. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been better. But no, I went for that. Um, um, I laughed when okay. uh, Avi Keitel got decapitated. Yep. I laughed during the baseball scene. Just because I, I like uh, John Turturro's accent in it. Um, it is good. It is good. It is good. Um, <laughs> I laughed. I laughed hardest at mm. uh, during the poker scene, in which uh, Rob Schneider is supposed to give a signal to Jorge Garcia and Terry Crews, which is mm. just him slapping his face and going, "Oh." Um, he does that once Jorge Garcia and Terry Crews have left the scene. Yes. Um, and just sort of freezes on it. The scene cuts away. And <laughs> yeah. then later cuts back and it's just on his face and he's still doing it. And yeah. that really made me laugh. And then I also laughed. <laughs> this is the probably the worst joke I laughed at in okay, the movie. Okay, yep, 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 yep. Come on. I'm excited. This is David Spade. <laughs> If you say what the fuck I think you're going to say... I know exactly I'm... what you... It's if, exactly you like... if you <laughs> laugh at this after what the fuck you said last week on Pixels... I it's not even that. God. It's just his delivery. It's just no, him no, no, saying... No, 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 no. It's just... It's, it's so out of the blue and makes no sense. It's him saying, that's the face I make when I put on my cologne. Especially when I'm home alone. Horrible, man. It's horrible. It made me laugh just because it was just like, what the fuck is that joke? Okay, yeah, fine. Right, okay, yes, yes. You're getting the meta laughs in now. That is a meta laugh. There we go. I'm glad. That is a meta, that is a meta laugh. Though I, I almost wonder if that was 
supposed to be a metal one. It's, it's delivered in such no. a way that it was like it even took me a second to register. It. Yeah, to work out why they would. Oh, oh, they really did that. Took, it took me a second just to register that, like, oh yeah, that's the Home Alone face. Yeah. Um, and that's it. My other like positive notes are, um, I quite like how ugly everyone is. <laughs> Yeah. Because it made it feel like a western. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. But I think that was more after, like, the, the left eye patch gang had been chewed upon by ants. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did like that scene that each of them. So, what? There's five of them, and there's five different desert creatures that are annoying them. <laughs> yes. So, one's got ants, one's got rattles. They've been buried up to their necks, listeners, in the ground. I would and rather watch a movie about the Left Eye Gang than the Ridiculous Six. I don't think there's enough plot in there. I don't think there's enough plot in this. I think there is. I don't think it's good. It's but about I think an hour plot. of nothing. They're collecting people. He's they trying to get collecting. Them it could be an origin of the Left Eye Gang. Yeah, that's true. Um, I don't know. I, 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 Will Forte seems more plugged into his character than Sandler's plugged into his. Yeah, and Steve Zahn sort of. Um, Steve Zahn's having a. Steve Zahn returning for the first time. To I was going to say, film. redeeming himself. For far his, better in this than far, Strange Wilderness. Far, far better. This is a better movie than Strange Wilderness. Um, yeah. Oh, no. It's on a par. <laughs> it's a better movie than Strange I I put this on a par with Pixels. Really? Well, yeah. I suppose I don't. I don't. I just really didn't enjoy it. I thought like I definitely a... didn't it, like the first hour. I like. There's a reason. The last time I watched this, I turned off after the first hour. I think it yeah. gets. I do think it gets better in the second hour once the ridiculous six are together and we're getting more. Like I also yeah. Um, like on sort of minor characters in this, I'm just always happy to see um fucking Chris Parnell. Yeah, he's, he's really just good. fun to show up, and again, like he's. I think every supporting character in this is kind of perfectly cast. Mm. Like Harvey Keitel is great. Harvey Keitel is really fun. Steve Buscemi, as we mentioned, as like the doctor just giving advice. It's the the bit where he is um slavering on um the, oh, his the ointment. Onto uh, onto everybody's face. I hate that Sandler at the end is like, no, I think I'm okay, because it's that thing of Sandler being too cool He's too to cool, be part. Yeah. I fucking hate that. Um, but the the next scene where Shemi is just slavering that ointment onto <laughs> Harvey Keitel's decapitated neck, yeah, and then really sticking cool. his head onto it. <laughs> Maybe I love this movie. Maybe you do. Maybe I do. Uh, Maybe I'm a racist. Maybe. No, Who I knew? Don't. I don't think I am. Well. Um, no, I don't think you are. <laughs> well. You, you did like. Well, I was going to say you did like. You don't mess with the Zohan. I do like. Yeah, maybe that's mm. the problem. Maybe that's <laughs> maybe it. That's the problem. But I don't. I, I genuinely don't like any of the stuff with the Native American stuff it's... in this movie. I think it's really horrible. I don't. I and even don't though think I like. You the, need it. Like. I, even though I like the baseball scene. I think it's really weird that he's just doing it with a lot of Chinese people. Yeah, it's extremely think, strange. It's like it's not funny, and it's just 
It just rubs me the wrong way, despite the fact that I really like Johnson. What is his accent in this? Well, I w yeah, so I look, I was looking his character up because I was like, I don't understand this joke. Oh, I got it. Like, he's the guy who invented baseball, right? Yeah, but I didn't know that it was, he was an actual guy. <laughs> I, don't, I didn't know that he was an actual guy. I just assumed he was. Yeah. yeah. Like, but... you get it. And, like, and I like that he's doing all this stuff with, like, the crazy, just making up the crazy rules of baseball as he goes along. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I thought, yeah, that's, it's fine. I mean, what that is, is just a good Saturday Night Live sketch. Yeah, no, it does feel like that, doesn't it? I, I felt like it, it just felt very... <laughs> the joke of him stealing, stealing bases. Yeah. And he's like, no, you're allowed to do it. You're allowed to steal. You're allowed <laughs> you're just... to do it. It's, I don't know, I thought it was like, just sort of a dumb enough joke that would have sufficed as just a good sketch. Yeah. And that's kind of like all the best stuff in this movie. Not that I would say it's like best of the best, but. No. The stuff where it's performing for me at its best is sketchy stuff. And yet the movie mm. is sketchy in the sense that I don't trust it. <laughs> no, I don't trust it at all. But yeah, um, you've got nice moments like like the, um, the bank robbery is alright. Like the original bank robbery. Yeah, it's fine. It's like it's just the problem with that scene for me is just like we all know the donkey's gonna poo. Yeah, but you know we all know that we all know that Chekhov's gonna fire that gun at some point. But it's also just, just happened. Go along but, with the, it. but the donkey pooing happens so quickly before it. That, like, That's how diarrhea like, works. Wants... Um, <laughs> Chekhov. I was really I hoping at the end because we've not mentioned that it, at the end it turns out that. Uh, um, Nick Nolte was bad. Gonna screw over Evil. his children, which I didn't like. Did you not? Uh, no, because I was like, <laughs> why is there more of this movie now? <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's true. It does add on in like a full half hour. <laughs> Just a full half hour of no jokes and shitty action. Yeah. Um, I was hoping that when uh, they were like, oh, we didn't put uh, we didn't put the cash in the bag or whatever for Danny Trejo. I was hoping it was just going to be full of donkey shit. Or like, um, yeah, or a small donkey in there that was then going to shit. I, I guess. So they would projectile out. Otherwise it would just have been a warm bag of shit. <laughs> I would have liked that. Oh, okay. I would have thought that was Oh, funny. yeah, but they'd have, they'd have had to have do a thing. They'd have had to have done a thing where he like, he like looks in, can't quite see, and then lifts the bag above his head. Or at least then just it all stick his hand down. in to grab the cash out. And no, it's, it's he's not He's got poo enough. hand. Pooh hand. No, he needs to get gunks like uh, Dave Benson Phillips. Um, should we talk about Julia Jones? Who? So Julia Jones plays the unfortunately named Smoking Fox. Oh. Who is Sandler's love interest in this movie. I yeah. believe she's a full 16 years younger than him. 14, 15 maybe. Mm. Um... Um, okay. Okay. Uh, probably best known for being in the Twilight Saga as Leah Clearwater. Right. Um, oh, she's so in Westworld. She is in Westworld as well. Yeah, that's exciting. She's a recurring character in Westworld. Recurring. I, I felt so, I felt very bad for her in this movie. She's got nothing. Uh, well, she she's just got gets nothing. kidnapped. She goes from kidnapping to kidnapping. Well, she goes from kidnapping and then just like she escapes, and you think she's going to have her own sort of side story, 
and then she just disappears until the and end of the movie. Kidnapped again. Yeah, but you don't see her get kidnapped again. You just, she's just not twist. there. A twist. Oh, but, but you it's saw not it coming a, because it's, no, it's, it's not, not a twist. No, I know it's not. But a it twist. was at that point when she like gets revealed that she's been kidnapped. It was at that point where I was just sort of like, wasn't Julia Jones in this movie? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like wasn't didn't what happened there to was her? A love interest. Didn't she escape? Because I because when she, when um because they meet back because she gets kidnapped by the left eye gang. Yeah, and then she escapes from them. Yeah, but I forgot she'd done that. So when they met up <laughs> with the left eye gang again, I was like, "Why isn't Julia Jones with them now? Why isn't she in the movie?" She anymore? ran away because she tricked him because he can't see. And I mean, like, yeah, Steve she's Don one of the, is... she's one of the few um, Native American Actual actors Native who American actually, who actually has lines. It's yeah. her and. Um, uh, apologies if I'm mispronouncing this. Uh, Saginaw Grant, mm. who have the most, which uh, like Saginaw Grant is just basically doing rapping granny Native American jokes. Yeah, <laughs> it's good stuff. It's not. No, I know it's not. It's hideous. It's not. But like, well, no, because I don't want us to say it's good stuff because there is stuff in this movie that I think is funny and it's not that it's not that no again I'm just like I don't see why it has to be there I don't see why it has to be there and le- like unless they're going for like Last of the Mohicans but like well, I don't here's see the thing because we're talking about a comedy western yes and of course there is a definitive comedy western there is I haven't watched it in a long time it's called Wild Wild West. Yes. Jim West Desperado. Don't want another. Rough Rider? No, you don't want another. Another six gunners, but remember this Buffalo Soldier Health just like I told you. Now, who are you going to call? Oh, Not GB. the GBs. <laughs> like, who are you going to call? <laughs> GB that's news. that's you know what? You know what? Do not like, call your shot in your title song by like being like, you're not going to call the Ghostbusters. Because. Not the GBs. Because Ghostbusters, that's a pretty big title song. Yeah, but Wild Wild West is bigger. <laughs> um, um, no, of course I am referring saddles. to Blazing Saddles. And yeah. um, the, the, well, one of my notes is the difference between this and Blazing Saddles is Blazing Saddles is funny. Extremely um, funny. Uh, but the actual difference is that Blazing Saddles is a satire. Because it does have a lot of racist content in it, doesn't it? It does have a lot of racist content in it, yes. But at the same time, it is sort of trying to... It's it's in that realm of the people who are doing it are portrayed as ignorant and hateful and dumb and the villains, whilst you have... Um, oh, yeah. I should, should remember his name, and I can't remember his name. Mm. Uh, it is Cleavon Little. Um, uh, Cleavon Little, you know, he is the hero of that movie, and I think that helps a lot, as well yeah. as it also being um, co-written by Richard Pryor. Yeah. <laughs> um, that does help. Well, that? that does help. <laughs> and of course, like, there's the weird fascination with Twitter these days of people just saying, you couldn't make Blazing Saddles today. Um, I think you could. You could. It's called the Ridiculous Six. No, but I mean, 
You could make well, a this good is like, version. Well, I, I, um, <laughs> my friend's response to that has always just been, no, oh, but you wouldn't because it's already been made. Um, no, I know, I know. Uh, but uh, I think the difference is like a like the Western isn't a thing anymore. <laughs> no. Um, well, it is. But not Westworld. in the same way. No, in the no. very different way. Western is to is to the you know sixties, fifties, sixties to what superhero movies are now, really. Well, yeah, but um, I mean, like, I th- I think we still have the Western plot. We just don't oh. have the Western setting. Yeah, but let's face it: like, the Western setting is the thing that you know signifies a lot of what a Western is. Yeah, maybe. But I mean, what are, you, well, are, you, are you calling John Wick a Western? Yeah, I'm calling John Wick a Western. John Wick is a Western. John Wick uh, is. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm calling it a Western. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> like, it, like, it's got everything. It's got everything you need. Like, it's got the man with no name, although he has a name, it's John fucking Wick. He's got the personal vendetta. He's, he's even got a fucking saloon where everything is, like, fine. You know? There's, yeah, it's everything. Sure. It's everything, but yeah, but, you don't have that setting. And I, mm, I think the yeah. the western setting is important. It's very important to like the iconography of it all, and that's, and if you're doing a sort of satire, that you need that iconography, and that iconography yeah. doesn't play as well today as it does back then because it's not as much of a thing. It's not as much of a thing, and I think people are, people are far more in tune with how racist it is. It's weird that like fucking Wild Wild West came out in 1999 and it's wildly racist in itself. Yes. But again, the people being racist are the bad people, so it's similar to your Blazing Saddles defense. But the difference I think there is that the bad people in Blazing Saddles are portrayed as ignorant, awful, like just hicks, whilst the bad people in in fucking Wild Wild West is Kenneth Branagh being like the genius of the world. But he is also a genius confederate. That's true. So, you know. But he's not played like he's he's his Yeah, he isn't played he isn't played ignorant. He's played as like a eugenicist. Yeah. He's like a awful Yeah. He's very yeah. I mean like, Couldn't make it these days. Know. Couldn't make couldn't make Wild Wild West these days. Can you imagine? <laughs> Someone's try. Someone's definitely out there trying to get a new Wild Wild West Wild project off the ground. Can you I mean, imagine if they do Wild Wild West two? I don't think it'll be Wild Wild West two, but I think a, a Wild Wild West new a new Wild Wild West TV show is not an impossibility. A new legacy. Um, I did see that on the weekend. Did you? How was it? Yeah, I, t- I sent you a message. I think you'll like it because it uses the same plot as Hook. <laughs> um, it is it's the worst oh. one I've seen this year, not counting the Happy <laughs> Madison movies. Um, oh, uh, it is bad. It's very it's very odd. Um, yes, <laughs> I I think I think a big problem with the with Ridiculous Six is that it isn't a satire on what on the genre that it's doing. It's just sort of an Adam Sandler comedy set in the West. That's a very good point. Because it, yeah, it isn't really he's, he is, anything. Despite the fact that he's not funny in it, he his character is essentially just Zohan as a 
as a sort of fuck that's so true even with like the superpowers yeah like it like but he's he's not uh tommy isn't as funny as zohan um yeah he doesn't have the charm like zohan does have a charm zohan has a charm zohan is weird enough to be funny yeah tommy is like devoid of any character yeah it's a it's yeah that's i think my big sort of thing is like it's just sort of there's no real reason to, there's nothing about this movie that's like to me like oh yeah the, the old west mm. <laughs> you know like, like it's i don't understand it's got no reason to be a western other than the fact that it is I've, I've brought this up before and like you know blended it's set in africa for no other reason than they want a holiday africa. yeah yeah this and is... I know you've pointed out that there's like references to some westerns, but it's just it's not enough. Like it's not. It's not enough. Not and also, enough. no one's calling out for a western revival at this time. Like they try yeah. it with the Magnificent Seven whenever that was. It was a year after this. The year after. Yeah. But like no one, no one. True wants Grit was it. pretty good. Yeah, but no. Well, all right. Well, that's the thing is that people are approaching westerns in a very different way around this time. They're yeah. doing things like True Grit. Which I know John is a Wick. remake. They're doing John Wick. Or they're doing, you know, like before this you've had 310 to Yuma. Or you've had, um, what's it, you get around the same time you get like Bone oh, Tomahawk. Um, and you've got that one, uh, Seraphim Falls and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, like, or Slow West. You get all yeah. these like, or... Sort of art house westerns. Yeah, or the assassination of, um, of think, uh, Jesse, Jesse James, Jesse by, the James by the Car Robert, Robert Ford. It's a good movie. I've heard, um, <laughs> but that's the kind of stuff you're getting. You're not getting these big, sweeping, like, John Wayne, Yul Brenner-style No, things. and nobody wants No that. one wants it. And so, I'm trying to think of, like, whether any other, like, Western comedies Buster from, Scruggs. like, around this time. Buster Scruggs is kind of... I, I, it's a few years Buster after. Scruggs is its own thing, anyway. Yeah, it's its own like, weird thing. Okay... <laughs> I've looked it up. Um, I believe the year before we had a million ways to die in the West. Fuck off! <laughs> Not yep, a good movie. Um, no. Rango, Rango's again. Rango feels more of the parody of the art house western. Yeah, than <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> in a weird way. It's true. Um, uh, Casa de mi padre. I don't know that one. Is That's that, the uh, John the Heater s- one. No, it's the Spanish language movie starring Will Ferrell. Oh. It was supposed to be like in the style of an overly dramatic telenovela. Fun. I never saw it. No. Um, <laughs> Sounds interesting. It had mixed reviews. Mm, can imagine. <laughs> I'm sure there's something interesting in there. He has. Will Ferrell has that weird sort of streak where he does like Lifetime movies and like he will. What? He seems to, yeah. Did you ever see like his lifetime movie that he made? No. What was uh, it? Um, a deadly adoption. Starring <laughs> a... him and Kristen Wiig. Is it? Wow. And it's not a comedy. Is it's it like done, he adopts like... a child and the child becomes a killer? I think it's more that they're going to adopt it from a pregnant woman and she uh, starts trying to like seduce him. Wow. Um. 
I like it's done in the style of like a deadly serious life 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 lifetime movie. Jesus Christ! But is it not a lifetime? It's sim. No, it is a lifetime movie. Oh, okay. Like, uh, do you think Lifetime are going to say no to like Will Ferrell and Kristen Wiig starring? Absolutely not. Um, It's similar to like the weird stuff that James Franco, bad man, uh, did when he was like, "I'm going to guest on General Hospital." What? Uh, Do you remember that? No. He was like, did like a like a like several episodes on General Hospital, the soap opera, in like like around when was it like. It was 2016. <laughs> um, wow. Extremely strange. Um, and then, He's like, another one who keeps trying to get a Western made, doesn't he? James Franco? Yeah, he really wants to make um, Blood Meridian, right? That's his whole thing. Probably. Well, good luck to him. He's not going to do it, is he? <laughs> no. Well, I think he's tried. Or is it, yeah, is but it he's... that that he's tried over and over again? There's a, there's a film he's tried to make over and over again. I feel like it's Blood Meridian. I mean, he his directorial work is fucking weird anyway what's it got what's it he, called? Well, like the, that's a the only one that's successful is uh the disaster artist that is good though i do like the disaster like artist but then there's like everything else is is films that don't exist the ape good time max uh saturday night oh that's a documentary on saturday night live uh. the broken tower sal uh, Interior Lever Bar, which is his film, which uh, is supposed to be recreating the deleted scenes from um, Cruising. Um, okay. As I Lay Dying. Child oh, of God. His, uh, Child of God? Yeah. Oh, this is when he's doing all the Cormac McCarthy stuff, isn't it? Is it Cormac McCarthy stuff? I think Child of God is As Cormac I Lay McCarthy. Dying. As I, is as I Lay Dying is William, William Faulkner. Faulkner. Yeah. And then Child of God is not isn't based on a novel by Cormac McCarthy. Is based. They on, also yeah. yeah they yeah, also just always star like the like weirdest like Child of God stars someone called Scott Hayes. That Scott Hayes, Tim Blake Nelson, and James Franco. Scott Hayes. Nobody knows who Scott Hayes is. Okay. Uh, sound of the sound and the fury is again based on a William Faulkner. Did he make that? Yeah, he made that. Wow. Uh, directed by him, starring Tim Blake Nelson. Apparently, Danny McBride and Seth Rogen are in it. Um, in dubious battle, based on this John Steinbeck novel. Yeah, he went through this weird period where he just tried making all. Yeah, I remember it. Yeah, well, his whole I remember as I lay dying. Career. Is fucking strange. Like he he did like um, he had one come out last year called like Zeroville. Mm. That's based on a novel. Did something called The Pretenders. Zeroville has a big cast. Zeroville does have a big cast. Listeners, that's James Franco, Megan Fox, Seth Rogen, Joey King, Danny McBride, Craig Robinson, and Jackie Weaver. Um, Zeroville was in post production for a long time. Yeah, oh, it looks like, terrible. Uh, the poster is bad. Like the cast came together in 2014, and yeah, it's, it filmed in 2014 and did not release till 2019. Mm. So, Jerry King must have been like five. <laughs> I mean, look, James Franco. It's not 
probably a good guy. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't think he's a good guy. I do like the disaster artist, um, and I like some James Franco movies, but I, I, his film directorial career is a fucking weird one. I'm not entirely sure how we got onto. <laughs> I think we're talking about westerns. We're westerns. talking about people trying to do westerns, and I was like, James yeah. Franco keeps trying to make westerns. It genuinely, um, the ridiculous six just feels like someone was said to Adam Sandler, like, "Hey, you make comedies. Why not a western? Why not set a western one? comedy? People want this. Maybe. I don't know about you. I don't have that much more to say about it. All I can, all I have, right? I don't have a list of laughs this time. I have a list of actors who are too good to be in this film. I have starting. I mean, off, that's most of the cast. Well, right? yeah, but it it was like as I. As I was watching, I was like, you know, oh, Will Forte. Oh, Will Forte's too good for this. Oh, Danny Trejo. Oh, Danny Trejo's too good for this. To be, I think this falls right in Danny Trejo's warehouse. You think? Um, yeah. Like, but I think he, Tre- he's better than the film. I think he's like... But like, he does so many of these films. Yeah, I know. But like, it, like I don't think he's not better than those. But like, it's not a surprise for me. To it's see not a that surprise, Danny but it's sad. Like, yeah, it's. A, but like, Danny Trejo, I think, just says like, I'm just looking at his IMDb page, and he's got about ninety films in post production. Wow. Um, um, and like, like, look at like, look at the stuff he's in. Like, kind of like see him being like, yeah, I'm gonna be in an Adam Sandler movie. Yeah, it's the same. To, like him being offered that is the same to him, I think, as him being offered to be in a Muppets movie. Yeah, I can see what you mean. Um, um, I had Luke Wilson looking, has... was better than this film. <laughs> How do you feel about Luke Wilson in general? I really like him. I have a lot of goodwill towards Luke Wilson. I think off the back of some films, such as. Um, He's good in Tenenbaums. Tenenbaums, yeah. Sorry, I was just bringing up his um, his IMDb, or rather his uh, For me, wiki. he kind of, in his early 2000s, he kind of just gets stuck as the boyfriend. Because um, I'm just thinking of Charlie's Angels and Legally Blonde. Oh, I tell you what, I, I tell you where my goodwill comes from. It comes from Blue Streak. <laughs> a movie I watched when I was about 10. Or, or, yeah, I think I got it from the video store in 1999 or 2000. The Martin Lawrence star of Yeah, the Martin Lawrence uh, Luke Wilson vehicle. And I just remember finding him like really like charming in a sort of pathetic way. And I think that carries through to seeing him in Charlie's Angels and Legally Blonde. It wasn't for a long time that I saw Roald Tannenbaums, but then we're talking about old school. An old school, when I was about 14, was like a proper favourite film. I like old school. Old school, the the level of uh, work he's doing in old school is kind of the level of work that Sandler should be doing in this to be like the straight man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's still kind of funny. He's still kind of funny, but like he's like like the character we can follow. Yeah. Um, To me, I, I think Luke Wilson just has the sad fact that he's just not as good as Owen Wilson. Yeah, but I... I He's just not as charming as Owen Wilson. He's not, but I think he can do... He can do an everyman a lot better than Owen Wilson can. And I think... 
I don't think I don't think I don't think you can put Owen Wilson in that role, Tenenbaum's role, because I don't think Owen Wilson up until and even actually a little bit, I still don't think Owen Wilson has that. Even though like there was a lot of sadness in Owen Wilson around the time of Darjeeling Limited. Yes. I don't think he's got it as much as Luke Wilson has sadness in him. I mean, do you not think there's sadness in Eli Cash? Yeah, but it's not as surface level. And I know that's probably worse, (laughs) because then... Do you know what? I I know actors who use subtext, and I think they're all cowards. Do you know what, though? Him and Rara Tenenbaum's just being like, can't believe I killed that dog. Yeah. (laughs) It's like... He's great in like um, he's really good, but that's not an everyman role. He's like no, but he's, like he's but think of there. him like not a great movie, but like I think he's good in Marley and Me. I haven't and, seen and like he, like not the best movie in the world, but like Wedding Crashes as well. He he he's still kind of, that, that's still an out there character. That's not a normal. It? Ga- it's a person who crashes weddings. Yeah, but they're kind of just guys, aren't they? Yeah, I guess they're kind of just guys, but you still like right. I, mm. I we were forgetting. Right. Okay, going back to our discussion on what is the best uh, weekly comic strip. <laughs> don't forget, he he does play your hero, Marmaduke. <laughs> <laughs> what Luke or Owen? Owen. Okay. Owen is the voice my of Marmaduke hero, in the movie. Hero Marmaduke. Marmaduke. Never thought I'd hear the d- see the day. <laughs> Hideous. Your hero, Marmaduke. Here comes my would you not hero. Say, would you not say Marmaduke. that Lightning McQueen is an, is an every car? <laughs> That's the point of cars, isn't it? That he learns to be the every an car. An every car. I don't know. I haven't Slow. seen cars. No one's seen cars. I've really seen cars. Yeah. Uh, not say that Hansel is an every model. I suppose you could. <laughs> um, I don't know. For me, Luke Wilson... Especially at this point, he's just... He feels like someone you get when you can't get who you want. Yeah, I can see what you mean. Then again, I've completely forgotten that he was absolutely great in uh, this, uh, in Enlightened, the HBO series. What's that? It's an HBO series starring Laura Dunn, written by Mike White. Oh, that sounds fun. It is. It's really good. It only lasted two seasons. Mm. Because despite critical acclaim... Nobody watched. Fuck. I always love those. Uh, Luke Wilson plays um, Laura Dern's ex-husband. Nice, nice. Oh, this looks but that's fun. That's, that's, like, this is the kind of thing that Luke Wilson does, isn't it? He is like the ex-husband, the boyfriend. And it's fine. Every man. Yeah, he is the every man. He's, I thought but, it right, was yeah. really weird right. recently. He pops up in Zombieland 2 as like supposed to be the alternate Woody Harson, And I was like... I, I, I would not, not see that. Read to me at all. No, I feel like. He, uh, no, I'm not gonna. Even Apparently, also it. is in the Goldfinch, uh, the Oscar Wisher movie, the mm. Oscar bait movie that nobody saw. I like the book. Did you see the movie? No, no I hadn't read the book the at the time. Uh, He's also the lead voice of uh, Rock Dog. <laughs> but doesn't respond, return for Rock Dog 2. Rock Dog. Rock Around the Park. <sighs> <laughs> Truly Happily Rock Dog. Fuck off. <laughs> Stars Luke Wilson and Eddie Izzard. 
Ooh, that is intriguing, actually. <laughs> that could be something. It's Chinese animated movie. That could really be something. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I have a lot of goodwill towards Luke Wilson. And I was quite, I was quite happy. I have more goodwill to him than most of uh, what he's the one of the maybe Terry Crews. I no, not now actually for Terry Crews. I've got most goodwill to Luke Wilson of the Ridiculous Six. Yeah, I would say so too. Um, Actually, maybe that's not true, but we'll get to that. You've got most goodwill for Sandler. We'll get to that. (laughs) Is Sandler the your person who is too good for this movie? Uh, We will find out soon. I also oh thought God, is Sandler your MVP. I also thought John Turturro. What? I also thought what? John Turturro was too He's good for awful. this film. He's awful. I also thought John Turturro was too good for this film. Um, and mean, that's about it. <laughs> that's... But so you don't think Buscemi is too good for this film? Buscemi, you think is right? Turturro is too good. I think Buscemi is. I'm thinking about it actually. I cannot think of the last Buscemi film I've seen where he's not in a Sandler film. <laughs> I cannot. I can't, like... I can't... I've just realised I don't know what Steve Buscemi does other than... other than Sandler films. Boardwalk Empire? The last Steve Buscemi movie I saw was probably Hubie Halloween. See? Um, Boardwalk Empire, I guess, but, like, that's all I can think of. Like, what does he do? Don't look him up. I'm going to look him up and I'm going to see if I can quiz you Uh, on what his last, um... Non Happy Madison movie. Right. Well, I kind of scrolled through, but I tried not oh. to look. No, but give it a go. Um, I mean, he does. I don't think you've seen this movie. It was a movie that came out last year. I don't think uh, he wasn't a big role in it, but um, he is in it. It's a comedy from a big comedy director, uh, starring a Saturday Night Live guy. A big comedy director. Yeah. Like a a big comedy director who has directed a Happy Madison movie, right? Yeah, Judd. Yeah. Who's the SNL it's a movie guy? that came out last year? Um, so it went straight to VOD because it couldn't be released in cinemas. It's an SNL guy, mm. sort of getting the train wreck treatment. Mm. I don't remember this film at all. What this is film it? Is the The King of Staten Island. The King of starring... Staten Island. Starring um, Pete Davidson. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Yeah, uh, Buscemi plays a fire fireman in it. Um, of course, of course he does. <laughs> Just to remind everyone. <laughs> um, he was also in uh, Jim Jarmusch's The Dead Don't Die. Yeah, I haven't seen that. <laughs> but like, yeah, a lot of his films. Are... Oh, the last one I think you probably saw him in was The Death of Stalin. Yeah, yeah, I did see that, and I loved it. And I he was great. Was very yeah. good. He's very good. Like he is, he is good, but like, <laughs> but he deserves to be in his way. I'd yeah, say the man. same. With, I'd say the same with John Turturro. Yeah, because Turturro does a lot of them, and also like Turturro's bread and butter for a while was fucking Transformers movies. Oh shit, that is true, isn't it? I guess it. Yeah, I guess that's again. I'm talking about a lot of residual goodwill at the moment, but I guess John Turturro for me is like, like I said to you a few weeks ago. I feel like Miller's Crossing. Yeah, is my favorite. Barton Fair Brothers, haven't seen it. <laughs> but mm-hmm. like, like Totoro, like what were the what are his other Happy Madison? The one I, that jumps to mind is Anger Management. He's in oh and Zohan. Yeah, Zohan obviously. Like, this is right in his wheelhouse. Now, yeah, you know? fine, like, Mr. Deeds. 
He was my favourite thing in Mr. Deeds. That's right. Also, it was terrible. I second-guessed myself what his name was because I forgot because it's been so many weeks of having Nick Totoro. <laughs> he's much be- better than Nick Totoro. He's much better, but, like, I kept... Like, you know when words lose their meaning? I was like, John Totoro. John... That doesn't sound right. That's not the right name. John... John Totoro? His... his I had to uh, look t- it up. Totoro's performance in this reminded me... Did, did you ever see the Night at the Museum movies? Yes. Do you remember the second one where Hank Azaria is playing, like, the evil pharaoh? I was going to say, is it Hank Azaria? That that's that's what it reminded me of in this. Yeah. I kept thinking for a moment it was Hank Azaria. I think Hank Azaria is very funny in that odd movie. It's a good and movie. I think and the same way I it. think that Totoro is funny in this shit movie. You just like people doing sort of vaguely British American I do, accents. I do. Well, I also I like I like people doing that accent and then like giving instructions. <laughs> right, okay. I, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Being slightly bossy. You like you like colonialism. Yes, but played for <laughs> but played for comedy. But played for comedy. You like yeah. Okay. So you also like that bit in like what Monty Python's uh, was it the meaning of life where it's like they're looking for the tiger. Yeah, I do. See? <laughs> right, fuck, we've nailed your comedy. <laughs> this is in my wheelhouse of comedy. I love colonialism. I mean, my fa- three favourite comedies are Monty Python, Meaning of Life, yeah. Night at the Museum 2, The Battle for the Smithsonian, and The Ridiculous Sex. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything else to say. Yeah, I, I don't really either. It's like... It's not a good movie. There are things I laughed at in it, um, but... I I wouldn't recommend it to people. Yeah, I, I would, would recommend like, like, YouTubing the baseball scene. Mm. That's a good idea. At most, I would say this is not a good film, and it is not. There's not a good time to be had, even really in the baseball scene. So, did this film win any awards? This film was not nominated, nor <laughs> did it win any awards. Oh my god! This this final end bit of the podcast is going to be quick. Thank fuck. <laughs> um yeah um so do you want to hear why i think adam sandler is the best thing in this film sure because he's the only one who gives it the effort it deserves so my mvp is not adam sandler it's taylor lautner i'm sorry like he out of any character taylor lautner <sighs> was the one who i just like you know what I'm going to put it down, so for context, listeners. Does he fall over in this? Is that something you like? <laughs> he does fall over. He does fall over. And he's a big dummy. I like dummy characters. I like, do you know what I like? And I think it's because, I was talking to you about this off mic earlier, but I've been watching a lot of Ted Lasso recently. Yes, it's a very good show. It's a very good show, and what I liked about it is a southern character who's very optimistic and sometimes well 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 got to go over the Pentonville road yes sometimes <laughs> back my southern character oh right I see. <laughs> yeah oh i see yes yes you yes. did that at the beginning of i things. know i'm sorry so much has happened since then and i'm literally delirious with sweat now um. yeah I don't know I just think I think he seems like he's having a fun time 
he gets to just—he's having a fun time. I'm just not having that much of a fun time when no, I watch it. No, I mean, him. I didn't enjoy it. I didn't find it funny, but it—it it just gave me something. Like it wasn't—it wasn't good, but the, his delivery was at least it—it—it it, it demands attention. And in a film that about ten minutes in, I wrote a note saying, "I can't even look at this film. I hate it." Like, just to have one glimmering, shining hope, which is Taylor Lautner's stupid face doing a dumb accent and saying shit. No, he's saying, Goldang! Goldang! I just, you know, it was it was just a... That's all I can say is, like, he, he was a good distraction inside a film that I desperately wanted to be distracted from. And inside it. And that's mm. what I'll say. He was a shining light in this film. I don't like him. Fair enough. Who was your MVP, Jack? Uh, my MVP is the closing credits. <laughs> um, uh, I believe the they are credits? the closing credits. Sort of just a nice sort of graphics done by Framestore. Ah. Uh, <laughs> uh, they sort of like the first time that the film sort of leans into the sort of Western iconography. That and like the Mexican standoff bit uh, near the end of the movie. A few times where I was like, "Oh, look, they're using filmmaking techniques that exist in westerns." Yeah, um, something that should be obvious to do mm. when making a western movie, Makes and yet you don't do it until like the last half hour. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, uh, the closing credits I thought looked really nice. Um, I thought they were well designed. They are my MVPs. And also, it meant the movie was over. That's <laughs> true. That's a very good point. Um, I should say, like, I know I've said, like, there are things I like in this movie. But I still gave it one point five out of five on Letterboxd. Mm, I gave it zero point five. I think because <laughs> it's bad, but one point five is low. It's pretty low. It's the same rating I gave Pixels. Yeah, I think it's just like you know we have to talk about these movies. I don't want to just come in here and be like, shit, 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 shit. Oh yeah, put my presenting style on blast. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, fair enough. I, I did it once for Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 and I didn't like who I became. No, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Josh, who's your LVP? Uh, it's America. And it's America's self-mythology, which mm-hmm. leads to the Western, which leads to this film. And I just think it's bad. <laughs> That's as much as I've thought this. But through. it also leads to Wild Wild West. It does also lead to Wild Wild West. That is a thing. But you know what? On the whole, you would sacrifice Wild Wild West. I would West sacrifice. To not have this yeah, I would sacrifice Wild Wild West. <laughs> but it because also leads to John Wick. It does lead to John, and it leads to Star Wars, and it leads to something else. <laughs> I, don't know. I wonder how much our Star Wars talk is going to end up in the final edit. I really hope episode. none, because <laughs> it is like twenty minutes. <laughs> or our discussions on James Franco. I think we could leave some of the Franco in until it's it stops all, being it's, relevant. It's probably all staying in. Oh. But yeah, I think that's where I'm at. It's just like, no, as we were saying earlier, like no one is calling out for a for. A, for a um, western film at this point and I think it's just like 
It's kind of like how. And if they are, like, all you want is just, like, the amount, like, the Lego movie pays attention to. Yeah, like a little world. Or, like, how Westworld treats it. Like, it's a. What was that? Huh? Did you go lispy for a second? Yeah, or it's like how Westworld treats it. That's better. I didn't mean to go lispy if I did. But. um... Hey, hey, I'm Jeffrey Rush. You're Colin Firth. I was gonna say, actually, (laughs) I think. It's it's similar to so America, no, but like America, America's reflex film, it has mm-hmm. two reflex films, it has Western, or it has war, mm-hmm. whereas Britain has like kitchen sink drama, or period drama, and that's like you know I feel like war definitely comes under. That line we don't well. make that many war films anymore. Like 1917, yeah, Dunkirk. Well, right, yeah, fine. Yeah, but <laughs> uh, period drama. Our boys. <laughs> so, so, like, so it just comes under the bracket. Period drama. <laughs> yeah. it's, not, it's a war movie. Do you do you call do you call 1917 think, a period drama? <laughs> but I feel like the way that Britain approaches a war movie is different to the way that America approaches a war movie. Well, it depends what type of war movie you're talking about. Are you mm. talking about like a classical war movie, like something like Saving Private Ryan or, or um, the Finn Red Line? Because mm. those are di- tackled like a different war movie to something like Lone Survivor. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, or like Bridge Over the River Kwai, or Bridge what's that Too one? Far. The, the the one I really like is it like uh. The years of our, the best years of our lives. No, oh, I don't know that one, but that rings a bell. Oh, it's good. It's got um a guy who actually lost his hands in the war, wow. playing like one of the lead guys. That's cool. It is cool. It's called the best years of our lives. <laughs> I think it's an ironic title. Well, you wouldn't be wrong. <laughs> um, it's 172 minutes long. Fuck off. It is good though. It's really good. I really recommend the best years of our lives. I watched it for university, and it like quickly became one of my favorite films. Mm, That sounds good. That does sound good. Yeah, Friedrich March in it. Who? Friedrich March. That's a nice name. Yes, and Myrna Loy. Only it meant something to me. From 1946, the best years of our lives. Um. So yeah, uh, yeah. So for that reason, it's. I guess basically what I'm saying is the Western and laziness. We should, we should, we should, uh, maybe we'll do a Brooks season at one point. Oh, what? Oh, we could. Um, that would actually be quite fun. Yeah. There's a lot of Brooks I haven't seen. Same. How about you, Jack? Who's your LVP? Uh, my, uh, my LVP is the opening credits, which I think look like shit. I um, don't even remember them. They're like big bubbly text that look far too modern to be western style mm. it's like some it's like someone trying to imitate western style mm. which is not very funny <laughs> relatively a, a relative attempt at a joke in uh the opening title coming up is when it says the ridiculous six and usually where there'd be a little um Maybe a sign next to the ridiculous, uh, like to the Magnificent Seven or, the, or Once Upon a Time in the West title, where it's say like in seventy millimeter, yeah, or um, presents in, in technicolor. There's a little sign next to uh, Ridiculous Six that says presented in four K, which I was like, oh, 
because it's on Netflix. That's fine. Um, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> um, it's um, it's a joke, isn't it? You know what we didn't talk about? Racism. Well, I feel like we covered that. Okay. Um, the vanity card. Oh yeah, I did even make a note that uh, the vanity card is different for the first time. Yeah. Well. Um, I feel like, like they did it. They changed it once before, right? I mean, they've changed it to different different logos words when it's like a different. Um, it's a different production. No, but company, they've had no. they've had him they've had him not say terrific before. No, you just thought they should do that for Scary Madison. No, there was one time where they didn't. He didn't say terrific. What did he say? What I can't film? remember. It didn't happen. Josh. It did happen. Don't I've gaslight seen it, me. Man, it's out there. Don't gaslight me. It did say. I mean, he still says terrific in this one. Yeah, he does say terrific, but he's just wearing a hat. <laughs> yeah, but the background's also in, the background's it's in different. Sepia. Yeah. No, no, no. But the 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 actual. It's a western background. Yeah, it's a western it's background. Not, it, it's a it's western a backdrop. It's not a golf course. Yeah. Um. So that was exciting. I don't remember another one where he says something different. There was one. Wrong. There was one where he said like brilliant or something, <laughs> rather than terrific. That's really weird. <laughs> well, maybe there wasn't. Now you've got me questioning. Maybe there isn't. Because you said for Scary Madison, it should have just been him as a zombie saying horrific. Horrific. Yeah. And I said it should be terrifying. <laughs> I feel like there's another one, but I can't find. Um... And then there's Madison 23. Yeah. Which the logo only appears on one movie. Yeah. Um. Because I've switched and then funny phone. People doesn't have one. I feel I I swear there was one, but I can't remember what it was. I, I you know what? I'm gonna believe you. I wouldn't, but I t- I'm gonna believe you. I really feel like it was that. Anyway, cool. <laughs> um, yeah. So my LVP is the opening titles because nice. I just thought they looked rubbish, and then was surprised by the closing titles looking quite nice. <laughs> what a journey. Hmm. <laughs> uh, oh, did you uh, did you watch the post credit sequence? I can't remember what it was, but I did. Yes, it's John Turturro cheering on. Yeah. The, uh, oh, yeah. The stop. Well, it's not very good. It's great. Um, it looks like a scene that was just deleted from the yeah, movie same. that they yeah. just put at the end of credits. That's what I thought. Um, it was yeah, pretty shit. Um, okay. Well, <laughs> good stuff. That's, yeah. What a great film. Josh, Josh Pappenheim, how can people find you? Well, if people want to find me, they can follow me at P-A-P-S-B-Y. That's at P-A-P-S-B-Y. That's at Papsby. You can do that on Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd. I'm sorry? You can do that on Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd. No, no, no. I'm just confused. Yeah. What does uh, what what significance does Papsby have? Well, you see, my name is Josh Pappenheim. And uh, when I was younger, I uh, I really enjoyed the trailer to the Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio Great Gatsby adaptation. And therefore, I thought that because Papsby kind of sounds like Gatsby. I'm not getting this, Josh. Oh, it rhymes with Before the Flood. Oh, oh I yeah, get it yeah, now. Yeah. Uh, so that's how you can find Is that me. genuinely you forgetting? What? To to do it? 
No, that was me realizing like my laptop wasn't working and so I couldn't search Leonardo DiCaprio. So that whole time was just me stalling until it loaded. I hated that. I, <laughs> I loved it. How about you, Jack? How can people find you? People can find me at JFG in Digital 3D on various platforms such as Wingbang, <laughs> um, uh, Floridian, <laughs> um, uh, Textbook. Yeah. Microsoft Spaces. I literally Uh, just knocked something over on my desk and thought I was about to faint. That is the (laughs) weirdest I've ever felt. Oh, and of course, faint uh, praise. Faint praise. 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 (laughs) It's my favorite social media site. Good. Um, uh, Yeah, you can find me all there. And Josh, how can people find the show? Oh, well, if they want to find the show, we're on Twitter and Instagram at TrueHatMad at TrueHatMad. You can send us an email if you like at TrueHatMad at gmail.com. We monitor that account all the time. We do. And if you would love, or no, I would, we, Jack and Josh, would love it if you've made it to this point in the episode and you've listened to this on a podcasting service that allows you to leave a rating and a review. Um, We would find that extremely nice. And we'll yeah. even read out your rating, or re- well, we won't read out your rating because, you know, whatever. If you rate, we don't really know if you've rated it. We don't it know if you've rated it. But if you review it, we'll read those out, and that would be nice, wouldn't it, listener? Yeah. Hear your little in name. America. We haven't had any new reviews, and in the UK, um, we have. Um, not had any. Really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I really got hopeful be, then. We will not be reading uh, any no of review. your reviews no out reviews until you week. start giving us these reviews. You want to be famous? You don't want to be famous? You want to be famous? God damn. Do you want to be a boxer? In the golden ring. Uh, so yeah, leave us a review and we'll read it out. Leave us a rating. Five is good. Six is better. Seven, eight, nine. What if Happy Madison remade Bugsy Malone? <sighs> but instead of casting it with kids, they cast it with Happy Adam Madison Sandler Day players. And, yeah, Adam Sandler, Alec Covert, Jonathan Loughran, Peter Dante. John Lovitz plays Fat Sam. John Lovitz. I'm kind of into this. Yeah, it could work. <laughs> Maybe. I don't want it. Jennifer Aniston plays Blousy. Is that... <clears throat> Is that the thingy role? No, it's not the thingy role. Oh. What's the thingy role? Tallulah. Tallulah, of course. My name is Tallulah. Yes, that's the song, isn't it? Um... I might see if I can pitch that to Happy Madison, a, a film I have no rights to, <laughs> and I want them to remake. <laughs> Buy the rights to Bugsy Malone, Happy Madison. Um, cool. Well, we next, next week, week? we're going to be talking about the do-over. Oh, shit, yes. <laughs> okay, nice. Looking forward and to that. And then after that, we're going to take a little bit of a break. We're going to take a week off. Oh, my God. We're going to go surfing. Oh, yeah. No. Oh. <laughs> I was going to suggest you and I go surfing, but maybe we won't. What do you mean? Maybe we need a break from each other. No. 
I think we should go surfing. I just think we'll be locked down by the time that that happens. Have you ever been surfing? Oh, I've been bodyboarding. I like that. Mr. Fancy. Yeah, I know. Um, Okay, yeah, well, next week we'll be talking the do-over. That's uh, the second of the Netflix deal. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Every film is going to be of the Netflix deal from now on. Of the Netflix deal. Yeah. Exciting times. Okay, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. Uh, take heed of everything that we've said. And um, uh, as always, gold dang! Ah, oh, borrow shit. Yes! Right. Love you all. Bye. Bye. <laughs>